the music that you're saying is like we've listened is like it's country right um salsa yes scat acapella indeed mm-hmm. and then hobo songs um, those are my favorites right and, and and three of those are not 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 in our music we just wanted to confuse people like country there's some country elements but everything else we just were trying to we're kind of going for an early beatles like who killed uh um paul thing mm. just to set people off on the wrong direction of like what what am i listening to and we would tell them what they're listening to like the influences but it wasn't that so they would l- listen for it and it wasn't there I feel like early on you were a misdirection band. Yeah. And that, and in retrospect, I think that's not a great way to brand yourself. I think it makes it very difficult for people to build interest in you. You're listening to a conversation between Mitchell McGirt, Brian Husky, and Chris Longsworth of the band Bicycle Face, and Tamara Federici, producer of Every Band Ever, already in progress. Well, I, you know, so in thinking about this, I was wondering if this was going to be a look back at your band, if it was uh, a talk about, or, or, you know, being in conversation about, because I I've, I've saw you guys recently at your New York pizza show and then also at Cat's Cradle last month. So we got a chance to catch up a little bit. But I'm also wondering if you think that you're going to write new music or that you, that I could kind of conjole you into going out on tour as sort of a reunion tour. Do you have any places you want to start? I can I can start us off in a direction, but is there a direction that only I guess, pizza restaurants? You only do want to do pizza restaurants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this yeah. is what I was going to ask you about the Cat's Cradle. Was what was it like to perform with no pizza? It was too big, way too big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more space. Well, you remember when we record, like we would, we would use pizza as actually like a sound baffling. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite things about working with you is that you're one of the only bands that embrace like scotch tape sounds, um, mm, cutting a lamb sounds, cardboard yeah. box, dropping there's things. A, there's you're also credited. a lot. There's a lot of pizza pizza percussion on Trust and Obey. Uh, mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, yeah I forgot actual pizzas as a floor tom. You know, symbols. Yeah. You know, you can hear yeah, when you would when you would ride the pepperoni. That that well, sound was like. Well, I realized it was almost inaudible because it's just kind of like barely a squishy sound. Um, <laughs> yep. But for us, we could hear we could hear that that strong slapping like, meat. Maybe. Basically, it sounded like slapping meat. Yeah, yeah. And... It's like a stick slapping against a piece of meat. Um, mm-hmm. You know what that sounds like, right? Yeah. It sounds like a stick hitting a piece of meat. Um, and then you know, we I really I, I do remember we're having a hard time miking the cheese. The cheese was tough to mic because yeah. a lot of it would uh, we wanted it to be have that kind of recently melted sound, but then it would get cold. Yeah. And then we set up that whole thing where like it was on a hot griddle and Chris, you kept burning your 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 hands on it because it's really hard to capture the magic. smart. Yeah. It's really hard to capture the magic of the you got to really reach out and snatch it at the right time. And mm-hmm. we weren't always successful at that. So I think you're short. I, I think you're selling yourself short. You, uh, most bands misuse the cheese so much. They, uh, they really overdo it. Blondie overdid it. Chrissy mm-hmm. Hine tried to use it. And that mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, that's just not who she is, but that's who you guys are. They weren't using Buffalo mozzarella is really the problem. There you go. <sighs> that's the key. There you go. But that's like you guys, you guys will, you will put in the time 
to figure out that Buffalo is the right, is the right yep. tool for you. And that's, that's something specific to this band. Yeah. It's part of the that's process. It's part of the process. And it's also why we passed on the endorsement deal from Domino's because their cheese, no offense, is garbage. Mm, yeah. Good I mean, point. We're not going to work with them. Yeah, it's all I mean, it's all small mom and pop operations, and as we all know, like New York pizza has some excellent pizza, high quality, locally sourced cheeses too, <laughs> wonderfully, yeah. like right from the grocery store down the street. There's a goat out back that they milk. Mm-hmm. I mean, this won't surprise you, but are you milking something? Yeah, Mitch really really demonstrated <laughs> the milking process, <laughs> the tiny teeth that gets pulled on. <laughs> A single teeth. This won't surprise you, but Maroon 5, Papa John's. Yeah. 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 It checks out, but... It makes sense. It surprised me at all. Right. Disappointing, but checks out. Wait, so were we the first group that you worked with that had employed foods as percussive... Uh, as percussive <laughs> options and then also using the delivery systems of those foods for sound baffling? Yes, definitely, for sure. And also the best ones, I would say. Other people are kind of fooling around with it. Mm-hmm. Like Swiss is not – Swiss is ridiculous. Uh, a Munster cheese might like be a, a, like a baffler, but it's not going to give you any kind of like sound that you guys were getting. I mean, when you say riding the pepperoni, you mean riding the pepperoni. You know yeah. Yeah. You know how to do that. And all those key, those like keyboard bands that use Gouyere and all that shit. Like breathe. Right. But I think that was a pair, you know, like that was a Paris trend for a little while. But you yeah, know, that, that sounds that's going to sound different. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about when I first met you, it was convenient that we were all in college at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that I was producing you kind of early, you know, early on in your career. And then also early on in my career. Well, you were very aggressive. Like you came to us and said, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Can I produce you guys? And, and you're like, our, that's perfect. That's perfect because our self-esteem was so low that like... We didn't know what we were doing either, so it was perfect, yes. Yeah. 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 So it was, a, it was a marriage of like perfection in that sense. But I, I, I mean, like your first album, I'm really excited about. But I do have a memory of like, as you were... Before you were putting that together, there was about a year where I I seem to remember that you... You guys had like a war phase. So you were walking around with sort of masks, like for... In this kind of way that was... um uh, sort of like method acting. So you you were getting your instruments together. You were you're figuring out who you were, but you were also like in a full like face mask. Well, um, that was because we were all still going through some problematic acne. Prob- like we all had pretty severe acne, and we were self conscious about it. Um, and, you know, and so we just we and it didn't help to wear the mask because then we were getting sweaty. And it was sort of exacerbating the the acne problem. So that's that's really why we had a, a year delay in sort of taking off, um, because we had so much like facial acne. I didn't realize that. Yeah, and you know, I just like the the guys in Guar. Uh, you know, I was I was in art school. You know, they sort of spawned out of that whole Richmond, Virginia art school scene. So I had access to studios, paper mache. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. know, I made all the heads for us to wear. Right. To cover That's why he made me look like a giant peanut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that were, that was good for a while, though. It mm-hmm. was. I mean, on that still, tour we did of Georgia. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that one went over great. Yeah, yeah. that one went great. It's probably a, a great and yet confused fan base. I was there was a little. <laughs> 
Chris's design was not perfect because he did make a mouth hole, but it didn't make eye holes. So a lot of times we would, we were facing the wrong way. Um, and we'd be singing, we wouldn't be even be singing in the mic and stuff. One time we played, we weren't even at the gig, you know, we were playing just like in, at, like in some shop adjacent to the gig. Um, so in retrospect, I wish we had worked with that stuff a little bit, but I enjoyed that period. I think it was fruitful for us. I think if you do come back, you should add Peanut Mouth was a was a demo that you either released or almost released. And I feel like that would resonate better now we actually than maybe then. had Peanuts in our mouth. We were yeah. singing this track. Yeah. That's a pretty deep cut. We have to put that Pe- on the peanut like, box set, I think. Mm-hmm. I feel like that. You could do a whole food one between the cheese. Between the cheese. Let me open up on that is that I just um, watched some YouTube videos of you guys from um, like 19, it had to be, you're from 1998 to 1994. Uh, Is that right? 98 to 94. That started in 98 and we finished in 94. Yeah, right. One song, one long song. Yeah, but going back in time is one of our special times. Like, because we went from 98 to 94. Right. Well, this is this is actually one of the issues I had when we were recording is like you you clearly had a sort of numerical dyslexia issue that you just would not acknowledge. And so we would say, like, no, I think you're pegging the meter. And you're like, I have it at zero. We're like, no, you've cranked it up to like 10 and it's pegging the meter. It's like, no, look right here. It says it's at zero. And we're like, no, but there's a one in front of this. Like, no, the one is behind it. So, you know, our time traveling ability, like you didn't even we just gave up on explaining that to you. No, I think that's true. I mean, that's exactly true. I mean, that was for Van Halen. It was I tried kept trying to call it OU two one eight, and they were like, "That's not that's not it." Yeah, that's that's not what we would make. That's not at all what we would make. We'd make. But that's what, and then we came to a, like a workaround where we set up a series of mirrors so that everything would be reversed. The numbers. I appreciate that. Reversed. I had yeah. a feeling that that that's what you were doing, and I appreciate that that you were so kind. I mean, to do that I'm glad you appreciate it, but frankly we were very frustrated like we wasted days days just trying to set up the levels and stuff with you it was uh sometimes that's what it takes to make a hit i feel like good point yeah Yeah. one of the things i'm oh i also sorry this is also from your youtube thing you were the first people that i worked with uh where you called your music people rock and you typed it that way and then also in the first album you're the only people that called it you listed like four different types of music. I think it was Chris played drop trash. So that's what I mean. You guys are masters at this. And then he also played other in parentheses love. And mm-hmm. I mean, you can hear that layer of it, Yeah, which is like, that's not, that's not it. That's not something that, you know, Fugazi's not going to do that. Yeah. Who I think else he, is I playing think the, love? Yeah. Exactly. Or drop trash, except for probably rage against machine probably had that. Uh, they just probably, that's probably just like a, a, like a, you know, a track that they just put it in there sort of like, it's a, you know, like a little secret track that if you can pick up on it, you're, you're in the know. Those are my favorite. Yeah. Um, let me ask you guys about, about coming back because there's a lot of bands that are coming back and like the Pixies are coming back. I don't know if you remember them. They're not um, really. It's like Frank Black and, right is everybody is it only it's frank black and the and drummer. actual pixies and, I, and a bunch of actual, <laughs> and pixies. actual pixies it's frank black and a bunch of pixies 
it to me it feels like it's like bachman turner overdrive featuring the original roadie who worked with them on the first tour only it's like it's kind of the band but kind of not i mean i think we're like yeah you're the the band we're the full you're you're the whole band it's a full package there's no kind of not yeah 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 i feel like you could do i mean the cure they've been they tour in europe all the time and everybody still loves him robbie and Mm -hmm. the rest of them i feel like you should think about this i mean i mean uh, the platters probably reunited at some point i think i don't know if they're an inspiration we need we need to have like one of those pbs specials that with indie rock bands with all the old people in the audience and yeah and all the indie rock bands from the 90s look half dead but they're up there trying to rock out with a kind of symphony behind them i mean we're at that age now oh like like oh the pbs like the fundraisers you mean like yeah like a pbs the... fundraiser we could do those I think. but it's like a it's like a austin city limits but set in a more boring town exactly vibe. that's perfect yeah i think we could do that i think you are might maybe in your symphony phase mm-hmm. i mean that's i don't want to go uh it's a it was what is sting stim stimphonicity what is his oh gosh stink Stinkfinicity? it's not quite that it's 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 that bad and i feel terrible because he's a nice person he's not a nice person but but i used to produce him also and i told him not to do stinkfinicities and he, he did it anyway and you know shame on him well the difference is yeah we don't we never had the like i said we have low self-esteem that was sort of like our motivating like that was the engine of our of our sound and he, his was just like, I mean, he's, you know, look at him. That dude is like, well, you, you're born cocky. You couldn't talk him out of Dream of the Blue Turtles as a name for his solo album, too. Mm-hmm. Let's face it, that's a pretty <laughs> terrible name for a solo record. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Sting. I love you, but. Come Mitch, on. did you ever ride? I feel like it's possible that you rode a white horse in some place as an entrance. Is that. No, I rode the white pony, but not the white mm. horse. Mm hmm. Mm, I see. Yeah, should we? Like, Mitch had a terrible cocaine problem. Like, insane. What? Oh, yeah. I I didn't know this. I don't know if this is the time to bring it up, Brian. I I think it is. Like, I mean, this is part of his healing, (laughs) is to sort of acknowledge that he. Mitch. He had his septums replaced. Yes, he has metal septums now. He would, yeah. I mean, we we would have marathon, like, you know. Six day sessions, staying up for six days, just trying to sort of like work on a song and he wouldn't get past the first chord. Um, Wow. I can't believe I didn't notice this. I just thought you were, had a great work ethic and were intense. No, it was Coke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Get it. Yeah. I gave it all up and I then became addicted to saturated fats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which one do you prefer well you There's mix them one together and look what you get <laughs> yeah i think it started i did started with some of chris's uh, equipment some of his uh, drum equipment he would just eat yeah some, it started with pizza just Around oh. smoke and i started snorting pepperoni so mm-hmm. i feel like that's a you know it's spicy well that's yeah a, yeah yeah whatever you Whatever it takes to make the show, baby, I 
You think yeah. it's easy doing a bike fest show? Mm. <laughs> no, it's not. They expect, you know, they expect basically, you know, you they, ever the crowd expects. You ever see one of those dancing Santa mechanical Santa Claus? Oh, sure. That's yeah. what I got to bring every night. Mm -hmm. They're expecting one quarters, one quarter dropped in the machine's worth of entertainment <laughs> from and us. They just keep feeding, and they just keep somehow. Somebody gave them a roll of quarters every show. It's like, man, this audience has a roll of quarters. We go, keep going. go, Santa, go, 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 baby. <laughs> that's your holiday album. I mean, like that's go, Santa, go. Wow. So that was what the years 1988 to 1994 were like. Bicycle Face is a North Carolina band whose full-length album, Trust and Obey was released on the now-defunct Moist Records. They followed up with Christafari 7-inch on Squealer Records and the Red Hat Man on Greensboro's Detox Records. Tamara Federici is creating a soundscape for Mark Ronson's Toilet Room. Every band ever is producer, Tamara Federici, editor-slash-producer, Will Velasquez. Audio Engineer Clark Jackson. Publicity, Will Briley. Coordinator, Mary Lear. Social media, Jonah Katz. Artwork by Simon Morris Winheld. I'm devil and you're not, I'm cold boogers and you're hot snot.